Welcome back, all you beautiful people, to Call Her Ethical. I'm joined virtually by our three lovely ladies from our last podcast. I'm Penny Woods, and I'll have Layla Talley, Cheyenne Redfox, and Charlie Juniper with me today. We're going to be diving in on the ethical implications of physician-assisted suicide. We'll have a question-discussion format, just as our last video. So let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to start off first with a little background from Cheyenne and Layla. Hey guys, this is Cheyenne Red Fox. So for those of you who aren't totally sure what physician-assisted suicide is, let me give you a little bit of a background um, into it. This is when a physician facilitates a patient's death by providing the necessary means or the information to enable the patient to perform the life-ending act. For example, the physician will provide sleeping pills and information about what the lethal dose is, all while aware that the patient may commit suicide. This is focused on people who are suffering from a terminally illness um, and is causing the patient um, uncontrollable pain. So a terminal illness is when someone has less than six months to live. Um, so that's definitely something to keep in mind when um, looking at physician-assisted suicide. All right, so this is Layla Talley here, and I just want to expand on what Cheyenne said. So to be, con to be considered for physician-assisted suicide, you must be terminally ill, as Cheyenne previously stated, which means the doctor believes you have six months or less to live. You have to be able to take the prescription yourself, and there must be a stable mental capacity to know what you're doing and how this can affect, can affect you and your loved ones. To be considered, a patient must give two verbal requests with 15 days in between and a written request with at least two witnesses. These requests are to just ensure that the patient truly knows what they are getting into and they completely and fully understand the implications of physician-assisted suicide. The doctor must also be able to verify the patient's request and make sure the, all the criteria is met. All these steps are, again, to ensure that the patient is not being coerced and knows what they are choosing. A few states we felt like we should let you guys know that currently have legalized physician assistant suicide are California, Colorado, Washington, D.C., Hawaii, Maine, Jersey, Oregon, and Vermont. So those are quite a few states and... Oh, and Washington. Let's not forget the lovely state of Washington in here. And we're going to go ahead and get started. All right, let's get started with our first question. What is your stance on physician-assisted suicide, or as we might refer to it today, PAS, and why is it that way? All right, Charlie, what do you think? Personally, I'm not specifically set to one side on whether to agree or disagree with physician-assisted suicide. I believe in some situations it is wrong and others may feel as if one of the only if it's one of the only reasonable options. But for example, if someone had terminal cancer and was so sick and they couldn't really do anything and they knew they're eventually going to die, I understand considering the route of assisted suicide. However, when it comes to someone with severe depression, I don't think it's necessarily a good choice. There's so many different like medications and therapies and everything that can help lessen symptoms. And there's a lot of new up and coming things. Um, and for a lot of people, it's just difficult to see the light at the end of the tunnel at the time. Um, and they'll never really know if things will get better or if like there's a new medication coming, like I said, um, if they were to give up so soon and just go the route of physician assisted suicide. So 
I think it definitely depends on the person's situation. That's a really good point. All right, Layla, do you have anything to add? Yeah, so on my end, I feel like, kind of like Charlie was saying, there's no right or wrong here. There's no black and white, you know, just like in ethics that we've talked about previously and today, there's always an answer that fits every different lifestyle. Um, I don't really like the thought necessarily of being able to decide, you know, when you want to die. Kind of for me growing up in the church, it's not really what I've taught and what I have learned over the years. But at the same time, since I have been in healthcare classes and I'm hopefully pursuing a degree in nursing, I can't imagine watching a patient patient suffer, even in, you know, like palliative care as an option. I just don't know how I would feel if I was a nurse and I was working at like a PAS office or something to that effect if I was working for a doctor. So I just think that there's many ways to think about it and there's a greater good to all of it in some way, shape or form. I agree. It's hard, you know, one way you think, oh, you know, it'd be good for this person, but the other one you're like, oh, that's not right. So I agree. That is kind of a tough one. All right, Cheyenne, do you have anything? Yeah. So I have um, kind of researched the topic about physician assisted suicide, and I feel like it's something that I wouldn't say I'm passionate about, but I feel like it's something I'm definitely interested in. Um, I personally believe that like physician assisted suicide can be a beneficial dying alternative to those who are terminally ill. Um, I think I believe as long as, you know, the terminally ill individual, like, understands the situation they're in and feels this is the way that they would like to pass then like who are we to stop them um i mean i look at physician assisted suicide as a way for people to take their lives back into their own hands um i know terminal illnesses are really like unpredictable and they wreak havoc on individuals and their loved ones so being able to have the final say or the last word in their illness and their life can be really important to um, a lot of people. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that was a really good point. I think that it would kind of help them too to, you know, know they had that last say and kind of, you know, be peaceful with their passing. So I think that's really good. Y'all had really good points on that one. Okay, for our second question, what is the first ethical concept that comes to mind when you hear about physician-assisted suicide? Layla, do you want to go first? Yeah, for sure. Um, So when I was thinking about this question, um, I had a few things come to mind, but the first type of ethics that I could think of was healthcare virtue. Um, Some parts of that are beneficence and non-maleficence, and I just think that... Beneficence says that we should always do good things to help people. So when I think about that, I believe that helping someone escape their pain is not necessarily not okay. So it is, it's helpful in that situation. And by helping them with physicians assisted suicide, you are, you know, ending the pain that they would necessarily be going through for the next six to nine months, like depending on how much longer they had to live. So in that aspect, I think that Beneficence would say that PAS is a good thing. And then in my cultural normative head, I think of non-maleficence in the aspect of not doing wrong towards others. 
But then you have to think about who are the others in this situation. Are the others the patient and helping them with the PAS? Or is it the family or even potentially the other healthcare workers in the same area that are just not thinking it's a good idea? Um, the family would be going through so much pain. But at the end of the day, the patient's life is the patient's life. And they're going to be facing death you know, sooner rather than later at this point of being terminally ill. So I think that beneficence takes over in my head in this direction in making PAS okay in that way. Those are some really good points. It's hard to picture yourself, you know, you put yourself in the patient's shoes, but then health, like us being in healthcare, we automatically put ourselves in, you know, the physician's head. So it's just really hard. So that was a really good point. All right, Cheyenne, do you have anything? Yes, of course. Um, so I think the first type of like ethical concept that kind of comes to my mind when thinking about physician-assisted suicide is the patient's autonomy. Um, autonomy can be described as like the ability to govern oneself. Um, and there's two principles that really contribute to an individual's autonomy, which is their competency and their and coercion. So competency is like an individual's ability to complete a task successfully. Um, and then coercion is when another individual persuades um, or forces someone to do something in order to get the outcome they desire. So with competency, um, an example of a specific competency um, would be um, that relates to physician-assisted suicide would be physicians needing to explain fully to their patient what um, PAS is, um, as well as making sure that they understand fully. So being able to um, be competent as a physician, as well as um, educate and make sure that their patient is competent um, in making this decision um, is really important. And on the other side, of course, is coercion. And there's several types of coercion, and there's physical, psychological, and financial. And there should be absolutely no coercion from healthcare professionals, um, nor from the patient's loved ones when making the decision to go through with physician suicide. Um, I know this could potentially be a problem um, because you could have a physician um, you know, wanting to do this for their patient. Um, they could not have educated them enough. So maybe the patient doesn't understand, um, or you could have, you know, a family member or friend or a loved one be, um, you know, go one side one way or the another, um, either to talk them into doing physician assisted suicide or talking them out of it, even though maybe it's something that they want to do. Those are really good points. I know it's, you know, even with a lot of things in healthcare, the physicians really have to explain and let the patient know exactly what they're going to do before they do it. Because, I mean, they might not fully understand what's going on and, you know, their family's talking them into it, talking them out of it. So, yeah, that's a really good point. Charlie, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I do. But first, I just want to say, Cheyenne, I really liked what you had to say about that. And I totally agree with you that when it comes to being basically any professional in the medical field, you need to know that you're able to make tough decisions such as helping your patient make a decision like this. And I think that's really important to consider when choosing if you're going to go into the medical field. 
Um, but so for my thoughts on this, the main ethical concept that comes to mind for me is beneficence. Um, I think this fits well because all medical professionals should want what is best for their patient, as in we've all heard do no harm is a big thing in the medical field. Um, And even if this means the severity of suicide, if the patient honestly, truly believes that this is their best option, the doctor should support them and should want what they believe is best for themselves. Um, So part of being a medical professional means having to make those tough decisions and helping patients make tough decisions as well. If a physician-assisted suicide is truly what the patient wants, the doctor should do the good act of helping them through it and making the process go as smoothly as possible and just going over basically all the steps to it and making sure that this is really what the patient wants, making sure that they know exactly what they're doing and just helping them find comfort and peace with their decision. Y'all all had really good points in that one. Thank you. Okay, for our third question, this one's kind of controversial, so I'm excited to hear what you ladies have to say. Is there ever moral justification for PAS? Cheyenne, do you want to go first on this one? So I would say that there is moral justification for a physician-assisted suicide. Um, And I think the concept that I think of is moral relativism. So moral relativism is a concept that is, I guess, pretty much subjective in meaning. And it's the, when you bring up an ethical dilemma in question, um, it's pretty much is, it's all good, it's all bad. It just depends on the perspective of the individual. And this shows the concept um, is, you know, there is no universal ethics system for the most part. And so again, like we talked about previously, it's all up to um, your personal self. I think this is a very, I think death and dying is a very personal subject that is usually really taboo. And not a lot of people really like to talk about it. Um, Everyone loves to talk about, you know, babies being born, but no one likes to talk about people dying. Um, But I think as a future healthcare professional, it's really important to talk about that. Um, and again, with physician assisted suicide, this is a very delicate, um, situation. And so I think when you think of the moral justification for it, I feel like moral relativism kind of does play a role because you will see people who look at it as being bad and against someone's moral judgment, but then you have people who look at it as being good and being able to, um, you know, help a patient out. So it's all good. It's all bad. It's up to your own perspective. Yeah, Cheyenne, I like that a lot. You know, giving the patient the option. All right, Charlie, what do you have to say on this topic? So I agree with Cheyenne. Um, I believe there is moral justification for a physician-assisted suicide because the doctor is only doing this out of the best interest for their patient. At the end of the day, this is a very tough decision for everybody, but it really affects the patient and their loved ones. And that's who the doctor is doing it for. Um, they're not doing it to harm anyone or anything. They're doing this on the patient's terms and with the patient's wishes. So as I said before, um, the doctors really don't get anything out of this. So if they're offering wrong advice, it's just having a bad impact on the patient. Yeah, that's a really good point. I like that one. Layla, you want to go? 
Yeah, so if you think about the decision-making of the natural law of ethics, the main principle is to ensure the act is morally neutral or, you know, independent of consequences. So I think in that aspect, I feel there is moral justification because the doctor is in no way trying to harm the patient, you know, more, much more they are trying to help them. If that's truly what the patient wants, then it's not right for the doctor to step in and try to stop that or anything of that nature. So helping them along the system of PAS is, I feel, morally just in the eyes of natural law. Really good. I like those. Um, you know, for me, it's really hard for me to choose for this one because I think that you should have the freedom to choose. You know, you're terminally ill. You know, you feel like you don't have anything left. So that's, you know, that's why you want to do that. But then again, it's kind of like, what do, you, do you not value your life? So like, it's really hard for me for this one because I feel like, yes, you should have the option to choose, but you're kind of degrading your value of life. So I don't know. That one's really hard for me. I kind of go back and forth with that one, but it's really good to hear what y'all had to say. Thank you. All right, ladies, we're on our last question. Would legalizing PAS be just? Charlie, let's hear your side on this one. So I don't I don't believe that completely legalizing physician-assisted suicide everywhere would be just because I feel it's almost, it would almost kind of encourage people to do it. Like, oh, this seems like a good option and it's legal. Maybe I should consider it. And I don't think that should be the mindset when thinking about assisted suicide. Um, assisted suicide should be something that is considered for years and years and discussed with family and friends and multiple doctors and have everyone who's involved have come to peace with it before the time actually comes. Um, and if it were legal everywhere, I feel like it wouldn't seem as serious and people wouldn't consider it for as long and they wouldn't bring their family and friends and other doctors into the situation and they would just be more willing to consider it. And I don't think that's necessarily a good thing when it comes to something this serious. Those are really good points. I really like where you said, you know, you should discuss it with not only your family, but get the opinion from other physicians because, you know, it happens, you know, something, a little fluke in the system. And, you know, I just, I like the idea of getting multiple doctors to have a say in that. Cheyenne, do you have anything to add? Yeah. So I think Charlie and I are kind of on, I guess, like, not different spectrums, but um, we definitely have a little bit of a differing opinion on this question. So I'm excited to talk about my opinion. Um, so I personally believe that legalizing physician-assisted suicide can be justified in the eyes of the medical field. Um, there is always a but and or a however. Um, there would have to be many rules and measures in place, you know, in order to prevent a patient unwillingly and unknowingly dying. Um, however, I feel like, you know, the medical field does have a lot of these rules and measures in place for pretty much any other thing. You know, you don't go in one day and, you know, get a procedure that you don't need, or at least without a physician kind of telling you, um, you know, doctors play a vital role in any patient's care and in a variety of healthcare settings, um, but specifically play a major role in death and dying, um, which I think is kind of important to kind of emphasize that. Um, we kind of don't think about it. You just think about the patient dying, but um, doctors, physicians, their healthcare team, um, they do play a role in that, whether um, 
a patient dies peacefully or dies on an OR table. Um, so doctors could and can have a reputation of having a God complex. Um, so determining who lives or dies could perpetuate the stigma and some physicians' egos um, for those, you know, not everyone is good, not everyone is just. Um, so being able to kind of hold physicians accountable will be important um, if this were to be legalized. Um, Doctors within fields who work with terminally ill patients, such as oncology or people who have cancer, um, would, of course, need to be specifically trained to have educational, deep and supportive talks with their patients and their families in order to help, you know, offer assisted suicide. Um, I stated previously that physician-assisted suicide offers terminally ill individuals the ability to take their life back into their own hands and end their lives with grace and dignity. And I think, you know, like I said before, you know, it wreaks havoc on not just the patient, but the families. So being able to decide individually as well as a group unit, you know, and be able to die with dignity is, um, I feel like, very important to have. Yeah, those are really good points. I like hearing the, you know, controversial part of that. It's really nice to get those tags. Um, for me on this one, I think that it's very would be not fair to legalize it because this could possibly lead to, you know, if you start out with it just being for the terminally ill, then it could turn into, you know, being open to everyone, even with like chronic illnesses or mental illnesses even, um, you know, I think the more people who access it, the closer that we become to providing suicide to anyone who wants it and maybe even leading to euthanasia. Um, also think that this would hurt insurance companies because they would have less of an incentive to pay for the, you know, higher quality end of life care which would result in lower quality of life and poor care for those who are near death. So people would feel more pressured to do PAS if their insurance isn't going to cover, you know, the highest end of life care. So that was just how I feel about that one. Layla, did you have anything you wanted to add on this one? Um, yeah. So I really like all of you guys' points and I really like how they hit very different aspects of it. I just think that if the government was ever going to legalize PAS in all states, it is already legal in a few, um, but if they were ever going to legalize in all states, there would have to be many, many, many stipulations to the law, you know, to ensure, like Katie said, that it, like, I'm sorry, excuse me, like Penny said, that it doesn't lead to, you know, counties or even states kind of putting their own tweak on the laws and expanding those to other people or such as Cheyenne said you know that maybe if there's many stipulations in it these physicians won't have so much of a god complex and it's not like they are you know deciding to end life or keep life going for as long as they please I just feel like if it was to be legalized, which I don't think would be totally morally unjust, that there would have to be, you know, a lot of thought that goes into it, which I'm sure that's what they do when they make laws. You know, they put a lot of thought into it. But I'm I'm thinking like, you know, pages and pages of thoughts and implications to make sure that the law or legalizing would stay where it is. All right. Thank you, ladies, for 
answering that one. It was a really good controversial question, and I loved hearing everything. So that's the end of our episode today. And I really thank you all for coming out and answering all these questions. And we will see you guys next time on Call Her Ethical.